securities and advisory services through Independent Financial Group, LLC, a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor member, FINRASIPC. Good morning, America. Dennis O'Brien here with the Retirement Life and Investing Show here on 94.9 FM News Now. Hope everybody's doing well and had a great week. It's been crazy out there. And it's going to get crazier as we get to 2020. And we'll talk about all of that. The name of the show is Retirement Life and Investing. My name is Dennis O'Brien. I'm owner of O'Brien Retirement Investment Group. We're located in the Taylor Realty Building down from Stakeloff off Exit 90. So come on in. Give me a ring first. Make sure I'm there. I'm in and out a lot. And my beautiful daughter-in-law, Nicole, has been helping me out. And the bonus is she brings in Harper, the baby. And so I was sitting with Harper yesterday. Nicole's going through my files, fixing everything up, and I'm looking at my stocks, and Harper's on my lap. trying to. She's bending over to, to literally chew on my knuckle. I mean, she's at that age where she's just, she had teeth. I'd, I'd be in the hospital right now. So she's been all right. I yell out to Nicole. I said, Nicole, I said, you know a client's going to walk in. Somebody's going to walk in <laughs> and see me with a four-and-a-half-month-old, beautiful little girl on my knee, chomping down on my on my knuckle and literally a half hour later my friend mark walks in he sees the baby does a double take goes what's going on here and uh it was great and uh, they were all chatting and uh, of course harper cuter than a button uh mark enjoyed playing with her and so uh um yeah people there are some days when the weather's good people stop in all day and it's great and i love it you know we chat and if i'm busy they they get it you know and some of them even call and say, hey, what kind of, you want your coffee? <laughs> so they bring peace offerings before they come in, which is great. You know, living in a small town, it's one of the benefits. So uh, I always try to make room for anybody who wants to pop in and say hello. But uh, yeah, the crazy, the name of the show is going to be called The Craziness is Just Starting. Time to start hedging for 2020. And I'm not talking about cutting your hedge at the house or anything else. On Wall Street, hedging is a word that's used many times. To lie, cheat, and steal. So we don't lie, cheat, and steal at O'Brien Retirement. So we're going to talk about hedging and and making sure we can put a little bit of uh, of of taking a little bit of the stock market risk as the year goes on. So we'll talk a bit a little bit about that. As you all know, this is Retirement Life and Investing Show on ninety four nine News Now. And my name is Dennis O'Brien. I'm owner of O'Brien Retirement. I wonder how everybody's doing today. It's been a especially crazy week in the markets, and we have a lot to talk about including Chinese, Trump, Uber, rates, markets, life, retirement, the Millionaire Ten Commandments and how to become a millionaire, gambling, love, family, pets, Little League, media, Connecticut taxes, union power, and doing what you love, raising kids, where to live, who to love, and happiness. That I cover basically everything, and we're all going to do this in 60 minutes. But in any case, uh, we're probably going to miss a couple of things out, but we'll talk about So today, when I was writing in the office today, the thought came to me, so what's the key to happiness? (laughs) And let's start out with the easy one, shall we? The key to happiness. Uh, A lot of people write about it, talk about it. You you see books on it, and if you go to Books a Million or or Barnes & Noble, the key to happiness. In 39 years, talking to clients, people, all ages, people have left us, people still with us. 
I think the key to happiness above all of all others is good health. I think it all starts with good health. And some of you have great health. Some of you are suffering a bit. But in any case, I think the key, the number one key to good, uh, key to happiness is good health. My older friend Ray travels the world and goes to places I'd be afraid or nervous to go to. He's seen things that are not to be believed. He has told me stories I cannot believe. And he says good health is the one common denominator to happiness and a long life around the world of all the peoples and cultures he's seen. So are you ever going to go to someone who can help you with good nutrition, staying off the booze or drugs, including marijuana? I know everybody loves marijuana these days, but it's just another escape. And it's a powerful drug, especially with the THC in it. And it's gotten a lot more powerful since I was a kid in the 70s. Learning to stretch every day and walk, walk, walk. I tell you, the clients, seniors that walk, walk, walk every day, they they live longer, they're happier, they sleep better, and whatnot. Also, say a daily prayer. Lunch or coffee with a good friend and finding a mate who that loves you dearly. I mean, a wife or husband loves you dearly. And no matter how much cash you have, you have a happy life. That's just the truth. Another key to happiness is to have a purpose, providing for your family, raising your children, being an educator, raising awareness for things you believe in are all worthy goals. Having a purpose is a wonderful attribute to have in addition to good health. If you have kids, another key to happiness is raising good kids you're proud of, which means giving an example of hard work, discipline over yourself, and letting them know that you'll always be there for them no matter what. And when they marry, let their spouses know that you're always going to be there for them no matter what. That is so important. But let the spouses know that you are now my kid, you're in my clan, and I will always be there for you. Have you noticed that I haven't mentioned money yet? <laughs> and don't, don't get me wrong, money's very important, offshoot of what I talked about already. Wealthy families who, ever, who already have great wealth sometimes fail at raising children, health, or having a purpose. So money by itself is great. But we can be a cause of great divide in families if not handled properly. And that's a skill. That is a skill that has to be learned and taught. Learning to handle money, debt, and the responsibilities that come with it are all part of my mission to help anybody who needs advice, being yelled at, if you need me to yell at you, fine, or just someone to listen. And that's one of the main reasons why I opened my company is to help people that are struggling with it they have too much. Some people have just too much of it, been, been given great fortunes, but don't know how to handle it. We all need help from time to time with money stuff, and I'm pretty good at it. You're overspending, credit, you have too much credit cards, buying too much house, or not automatically savings are all signs. That can be fixed if you're truly motivated. So it's not something that can't be fixed. Sometimes bad health cannot be fixed. But this stuff can be. And you can work on it. But if not fixed, it can lead to bad health, stress, divisions in family, broken families, harm children, and are drifting away from life's goals and riches, and not just a monetary sign. But it doesn't have to be that way. I'm here to help. I believe I was given this radio show to help those who want to organize their life in a friendly, efficient manager with professionalism in all our interactions with you. I was invited to attend a business networking meeting last week, and I stood up and told the crowd that my company works in a way that tries to get the client and prospect to achieve their goals, which means we do not set up 
or sell front-end load funds with commissions. We do not sell annuities with expensive back-end charges that last up to a decade. We open fee-based, no-commission accounts where we both benefit if the account grows over time. So that's, to me, the only way to do good business over time. So if you're with a current product pusher, the person stuck you in an annuity, stuck you in load funds, put you in a cookie-cutter key fee program, you just don't understand what's going on. Your allocations are set no matter what the market's doing. The market's 20% or over 20%, you're still fixed. So if you like my Retirement 10 Commandments or you like to set an appointment, go to O'BrienRetire.com and hit the magic button and we'll get back to you. Thanks for listening. Back in a few. Welcome back to Retirement Life and Investing Show. Our phone number here is 860-464-9490. Did I get that right? Yes, I did. And if you'd like to call in with a question, feel free and we'll get going here again. Anyway, we talk about retirement, life, and investing. So I went to a business networking meeting and I basically told the CPAs and other professionals in the room that we don't sell um, front-end load mutual funds or commissions and just fee-based accounts, no commissions. And... Uh, so I could see the CPA in the in the room, a couple of them, they were nodding their head up and down because they understood there was no product pushing at my firm. If it's not good for the client, it doesn't get done. So a couple of people came up to me after asking for my business card and thanked me for speaking. And I told them, I said, I had, a, I had my radio show on a podcast channel called Retirement Life Investing, and they go home and listen anytime. Now, this podcasting is exploding. And so... A lot of these shows can you can go back and listen to, which is nice. I kept I keep it on my uh, webpage too, but uh, Brad, my my guy, says you really need to do a podcast channel. So I've opened that up. So if you got a phone and you got the podcast little button, just hit Retirement Life and Investing and go back and listen anytime. But um, it's it's just exploding, and if you don't know what it is, just ask your kids or your grandkids because they are listening to podcasts. Chances are. You know, it's just a big thing. And um, Uber, did I say it right? I always say Uber. <laughs> it's Uber. It came public this week. Now, what does it mean when a couple of company goes public? A lot of privately held companies out there, you can't buy their shares. And their finances are kept secret, and they don't have to report to the SEC quarterly. But once they go public, you can buy their shares, and they can issue shares. They can have stock option programs for managers and employees. And uh, they have to issue quarterly performance reports called earnings. And every year have to issue a 10K, which gives, you know, the whole scoop on what's going on with them. So Uber went public this week, which means they sold shares in the public markets under the symbol of UBER. Not recommending it. I'm going to watch them over the next year. Are they next to Amazon and Transport? Time will tell. There's no earnings, but they have amazing technology. Guy told me, uh, Uber driver I'm friends with, he told me that he he got a call the other day. A guy out of Pfizer wanted to go down to Morristown, New Jersey, and the fare was one hundred and eighty-five dollars. 
But I said, but then you had to drive all the way back. He goes, yeah, it was a six-hour ordeal. He go, well, and I go, how much did Uber take? And he goes, they took like $30, $35. So he netted $140, $150 for six hours. And he's retired, and he doesn't seem to care or mind. So I just went, well, whatever. So actually running, running it, you could actually Uber to the cities for not much more than it is to buy an Amtrak ticket. So it's, it's very, very interesting. This technology is... Um, pretty amazing and once you have it on your phone you link it to a credit card and basically um, you can even tip the driver if you want and all that so a lot of retirees a lot of seniors are actually driving now for some extra cash and um, personally I think they would be my favorite type of driver but um, this is this is stuff that's going on out there and it's very very interesting Um, clients reached out this week to see if we should buy some uber and I said, let's hold off because I'm truly undecided. I have no opinion yet. And that's pretty rare for me, but it's just too soon to tell if this company is um, um, going to – I think it's going to survive, and I think it's going to dominate. But earnings earnings, and, and, and whatnot, I don't know. There's a lot of competition in moving people around, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. So uh, um, I have no idea what's going to happen. We have uh, Brian in Quaker Hill. Hey, Brian, how are you? Good. How are you, sir? Good, good, good. What's going on? Good. You caught my attention on that Uber thing, but, uh, yeah, I actually have a, a financial question for you. Sure. Um, so I have a 401K through my employer uh, who does a match. Right. And uh, I had checked in with the employer, and in order for that to happen, it has to go through that firm, I guess, that does that. Um, I have a uh, an account in uh, an a uh, IRA um, that I want to uh, switch over uh, to somebody like yourself. Right. Uh, what do, what's the What's the first thing that I have to do? Do I have to notify who the company is with the IRA now? Um, with the four hundred one k you currently have, they do not match. Right? You said that, and you're still uh, you work there currently, and they're not matching what you're putting in. Right? Where you work currently? Is that the truth? Hello? Did I lose you? Was he on a cell phone? Anyway, Brian, call back if you can, because I, I no, really... I'm here. Oh, I'm sorry. I lost you there for a second. Yeah, I don't know what happened. So your current company, you're they're not matching on your contributions to the 401k? No, they do match, which is the tough part. Okay. So how, what percentage yeah. are you putting in? So I put in 5%, and they match 100%. So they're giving you 5 on the 5, so you're getting 10. Correct. Okay. How old are you? Uh, 49. 49. Have you been doing the 5% for years and years? No. No, that's, that's actually just something that started uh, with this company about three years ago. Okay, good. Good, good. So you're getting the full match. You're making 100% on your money right away. Right. Right. So do you want to keep it there for now while you're working there, right? Well, right. And that one, I have to keep it there in order to be able to get the match. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was wondering about was a different, I have a different account that's an, an IRA that's a separate with a, another organization that I'm looking uh, to separate okay. from. All right. Where'd that IRA money come from? Did you fund it yourself or was I, it a I rollover? It. No, I, uh, oof. that may have been a rollover from a 401k from a previous employer. Okay. All right. Yeah. We, um, there's two things going on here on your current IRA. You can put it anywhere you want. So if you want to talk to me about it, just okay. go to my website and set up an appointment or give me a ring during the week and that's fine. 
Sure. The 401ks that a lot of people come into me and they go, we just don't like my choices. Can you take it over? Blah, blah, blah. And most of the time I cannot. There's something called an in-service rollover you can do while you're still working there. Mm-hmm. But I usually don't recommend them, especially if you're getting a big match. So you just keep, you can roll over sometimes the principal, but I don't like doing it. I like keeping money separate. So a lot of a lot of guys aggressive the annuity, aggressive annuity guys, uh, they want you to roll that right over even in service. I'm not so sure about that. I prefer to keep things where they are because. But anything that's already come out or an old job where you have an old 401k and it's rollable, I'm definitely in favor of taking a look at that and see if you'd be better off having us run it, me and you together, than than a third party. Does that make that sense? Sounds, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that yeah. sounds great. So just go to brianretire.com and uh, just give me a ring during the week, and we're more than happy to set you up and chat and see if we can help. Sounds great. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Brian. Take, appreciate All right. it. Bye-bye. All right. So anyway, it's it's an interesting interesting question because a lot of people leave. It's amazing how many, you know, back in the day when my dad worked, you, didn't, you got a job at AT&T, you were there for 40 years. Not anymore. Now people... Some of them have 10, 15, 20 jobs, and they have 401ks, old 401ks all over the place. So it's, I think it's really important to combine them all into a rollover IRA and really let's keep an eye on see if we can't grow it. Because when things are all over the place, who, who can keep track? I can't keep track for you because they're not on my screen. So it's a lot easier if, if we at least take a look at it and see if it makes sense. There are cases where it doesn't make sense. For one reason or another, just because the cost of getting it out or something, if you roll it into a an annuity and it still is a back-end charge that's, that's ridiculous on it, then I'll just have you keep it there. So if it doesn't make sense, I won't do it. But if it makes sense and, and I think we can do better, then I'll definitely you know, we'll talk about that and see if you agree or not. Because you have to see it too. I mean, uh, I might have an opinion, but you have to least gray or say it will go along with my opinion that's really up to you on that so good question brian thank you very much and uh, it always helps when somebody tells me what they're thinking about if you have a question our number here is 860-464-9490 so we're talking about uber they went public and i got a, i got some phone calls on it seeing what they think and i was just basically undecided i do not know now amazon went for years with throwing off very little uh income but they've come out to dominate, and <laughs> um, Warren Buffett was taking a lot of crap last week when it was disclosed or two weeks ago that, that his lieutenants have been buying Amazon, and it goes against everything he's ever written in terms of price-earnings ratio and expensive and everything else, but I understand why they're buying it. Amazon is a, a creature that's unlike any other, and Bezos is a genius, and basically... I could go on and on about it, but basically he is he's building infrastructure in different industry areas that are going to, I think, lead to domination in those areas, whether it be delivery, or web services. They basically have built internally and then marketed out there internal things they needed. Now they're marketing out there, and they're dominating. They're absolutely dominating. Uber may turn into be that, may, may turn into be that transportation dominator. But it's too soon to tell. I can't tell. I'm, I'm in awe of their technology, though. I will tell you that. And if you use it, you'll be in awe of it, too. So um, sometimes I get calls from people who just inherited larger sums of money and assets, sometimes unexpectedly. And you think, wow, you know? And then they tell me they can't sleep at night. They're worrying, you know? And, and it, 
And it makes sense. Sometimes the greatest gift can cause the greatest pain. So, you know, that's a skill set that you got to learn. Please call. Please call a pro and try to help them because it's um, you do not want to make a mistake. And I tell them they, t- they took a very smart step because I will charge you nothing for 39 years of experience, and my network can help them in ways they can't even imagine yet. So reaching out to me is a very, very smart if you come into a small fortune by whatever means. And we've all heard the stories of lottery winners and professional athletes who are bamboozled by a friend, colleague, and sadly enough, sometimes family. And when we come back after the break, I'll tell you a very sad story about a, a pretty famous um, comedian who was bamboozled by a family member. And it's kind of sad what happened. And uh, this guy... If you're over, you might not know who he is if you're over a certain age, but the younger crew all know this guy, and he's extremely popular with them. And my actually, my son, my millennial son, t- told me the story, and I went to research, and I went, OMG, it's absolutely horrible. So we'll talk about that, too. So if you have any questions, you'd like to set up an appointment, you'd like the Retirement Ten Commandments, or you just want to chat, say hi, uh, give me a ring at 860 860- um, 415-9614 at my office or go to my website, O'Brien, O-B-R-I-E-N, retire.com. Or you can email me at D-O-B-R-I-E-N, no apostrophe, D-O-B-R-I-E-N, at I-F-G-R-R.com. More happy to take your call, email, whatever, and uh, let's chat. But in any case, we'll be back in a few minutes on the Retirement Life and Investing Show. Thanks. Dennis O'Brien with the Retirement Life and Investing Show on 94.9 News Now. O'BrienRetire.com is my website if you'd like to go to to make an appointment, to chat, or just look over what we do. It's a pretty good website. Anyway, I'd like to talk about Dane Cook. Does anybody know who Dane Cook is? Chris is going up and down because he's under 30. He's nodding his head yes. Well, many of you might not know who Dan Cook is. Just look him up. He's, he can be kind of gross, right? He gets a little off the edge sometimes. But he's actually pretty funny in a manic Boston way. But he became extremely popular with the 20, 30, 40-year-old crowd out there. And he made literally tens of millions of dollars. The problem Dane made, the mistake Dane made, is he put his brother in charge of his business finances. And for years and years and years, Dane didn't pay attention to that side of the business, mistake number one. And his brother, mistake number two, ran everything. And then what happened was Dane one day decides to move into California, and he had a funny feeling, and he was talking to a new business manager out there, and the guy said things are just not looking, things aren't making sense to him, the new business manager. And Dane had talked to him on Friday. Dane said, as he tells the story, he says, on Sunday night, in the middle of the night, he woke up and he goes, my brother stole everything. Subconsciously, he must have known it, denied it, and then got triggered that Friday by 
the new business manager who was thinking of taking over his stuff. Woke up in the middle of the night, Sunday night, subconscious told him this is what's going on. And lo and behold, he ran to the Bank of America where everything was being held. And guess what? Nothing was there. And went to trial. And he actually took his brother to trial and read off a victim's letter to his brother in his face in front of the jury saying, what did he do? And he just said, showed no emotion. His wife showed no emotion. He was a half-brother. That didn't mean anything. How could a brother do that to a brother is what my son said, my 25-year-old said. So, lo and behold, and this is why I like the story so much. I not like it, but it's a beware story. Dan Cook did something I think is very, very cool. He said, all right, I've been screwed over. I don't know how else to put it. I've been screwed over by a family member, deep betrayal, whatnot. He goes, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Hired the new business manager. He went out to venues and stadiums all over the country and rented them out. Didn't go to a promoter. He actually rented the facilities himself, sold the tickets himself, you know, through Ticketmaster, whatever, sold them out, made tons of money this way, a lot more than he would have made, and basically made back everything he lost. And he, and he just said, listen, I wouldn't have done that, but my back was up against the wall, and I decided to take over my own life more ways than one. I'm relying on all these fingers in the entertainment industry that love to get themselves in there and live off your talent or, and your, you know, draw. So that's what he did. And when I heard that, I, I was kind of like, this, is no, this, this story, number one, being traded by a family member, the tune, and this guy, his brother just bought stuff, hid the money, whatever. I think he got some back. I don't know the whole story. But as I read the story, my 25-year-old had, had told me about it and sent it to me, and then I researched it. And he had done a couple of podcast interviews, on, and it was on YouTube, and I was listening to them. His name's Dane Cook. Go ahead and go, go find it and listen to it. It's absolutely incredible what he went through and everything else. So uh, I'm just telling you out there that, just because someone appears to be successful, many of these people do not watch every penny. They don't. They're so busy, they rely on someone else to do it. And ultimately, you've got to read your statements. You've got to be aware of where things are and what they're invested in. And you have to have a trusted advisor, all right? And, you know, <laughs> you think it's a family member, you think it's a friend, but uh, this happens all the time. So just be aware of it. It does not matter. You have, to, you have to be aware and you have to keep an eye on things no matter what. And so when a, when a prospect comes up to me and tells me that I'm in competition with a CPA who runs money, who has a um, you know, financial representative uh, license and everything else, I go, no, I'm not. And they go, what do you mean? I go, I don't say it in these words, but this is what I'm thinking. If you're dumb enough to give a CPA your money to run, ability to do compliance for tax reasons gives them the ability to actually run your money, all right? And that person who's doing your taxes is supposed to be keeping an eye on the guy that runs the money. You have made a major mistake, in my view, on many different levels. And if you're dumb enough not to know this and, and dumb enough to tell me I'm in competition with a CPA, I just go, no, no, no. I, we're not going to do business 
we're just not going to do business. You know, so I've I've heard this a couple of times in the last year, and I just went, no, no, no. CPA does his thing. Financial advisor does his thing. The state attorney does their thing. Um, your real estate agent does their thing. Okay, and everybody watches out for everyone else and checks and balances. Our founding fathers designed our government for checks and balances. There's a reason for it. They did not believe in absolute power, whether over your money, your taxes, or your laws. There's a reason why the founding fathers developed. Everybody had to check and balance. Some would argue it's a little broke these days. But basically the system has worked for the last 200 plus years. And it's a system that everybody in the world should emulate. Everybody has to check and balances. And that includes includes your money and your assets. So I don't believe in that. I've run across it many, many times. And the reason the CPAs are moving into that business is because it's more profitable than their business, which many people have gone to computerized programs, which I don't agree with. I think anybody whose couples are making six figures or more should have a CPA. I'm a big believer in spending the two, three, four hundred bucks a year to have that resource in your hand. But don't give them money to run because they're doing their thing. I'm doing my thing. Somebody comes into me with insurance questions on health insurance and everything else. I got a guy that just does that. I don't want to be doing that because I can't do that and what I do as well. And that's just the way the world works. So a lot of these athletes, they go in and they have uh, these firms that are doing everything in-house. Don't do it. Have your own separate people and everybody checks and balances, keeping an eye on everybody else. That's the only way to do it. So when a client gets goes gets a document, I'm reading the document, making sure the lawyer didn't do any hanky-panky. Most of the lawyers are great, no hanky-panky, but once in a while you see them name themselves as backup trustee. No, 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 no. Don't let them name their firm as backup trustee. And if they do a living trust, they have to put the assets into the name of the living trust. No, 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 you didn't pay for the document, you paid for implementation of the document too. These are things after 39 years I've learned and I'm willing to help you um, do things the right way. There's a lot of ins and outs, so you have to be aware of that. But poor Dane Cook, I got to hand it to him. So we talked about CPAs. The meeting last week I was at, there were a lot of business people there, and there were two contractors there. One was a remodeler and one was an electrical contractor. They were both watching me closely, and I walked up, and they were you know, 25 years my junior, as many of these young young business people are. And I told them, I said, yeah, I've dealt with contractors for decades. And I said, the biggest mistake, and I just went right into it. I didn't care. I just knew they were young and whatever. I'll just, I'll just lay it in there sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I guess my age, I can do it. And I said, the two biggest mistake I see contractors, individual business people make is they don't keep their personal finances separate from their business and they don't automatically save. So, um, it was an interesting conversation because the big guy, the electrical guy, he was looking at me like, you know, I could see him getting agitated. And I just said, listen, I'm just telling you guys, just met. These are the things I see. If you're good, you're good. Don't worry about it. But uh, we'll talk about that maybe on the next break. And, and I'll just tell you, you know, your reaction. And some. And I told him a story about a guy. And we'll talk about that the next next thing, too. So anyway, if you'd like to get my Retirement Ten Commandments, You'd like to set up an appointment, 
I'd like to call in for some advice. My business phone is 860-415-9614. My email is dobryan at ifgrr.com. My website is www.obryanretired.com. A lot of people um, get caught up in the credit cards and the debt cycle and everything else, and I'll do my best to help you. Please, if you know any newlyweds, have them take Dave Ramsey's uh, financial peace course. It'll be the most wonderful gift you could ever give a newlywed. Actually, don't give them dishes or plates. Give them that course because it'll be the most wonderful thing you can do. Anyway, we'll be back in a few minutes on the Retirement Life and Investing Show here on 94.9 FM News Now. And we're having a lot of fun here on May 11th, 2019. Can you believe it? 2020 is around the corner. We'll be back in a few. Thanks. the Retirement Life and Investing Show. My name is Dennis O'Brien, President of O'Brien Retirement Exit 90, down from Stake Loft across from Friendly's in sunny downtown Metro Mystic. And we were talking about, I was at a business networking meeting, ran into two contractors. Electrical guy was huge, man. I was like a little nervous of him. And I just basically told him what I did and I told him problems I've seen with contractors. Number one, they don't keep their money personal, separate from the business. Number two, they don't automatically save. Well, the electrical guy told me, he says, business booms and busts, depending on the month, cash flow is unpredictable. So it can't automatically save. And I said, well, BS. I said, you just gave a further justification for doing it. I said, it has to be automatic so you don't adjust to paying yourself first. You adjust to paying yourself first, not the other way around. So you'll adjust basically, you know, you got to have a little cushion there in order to do it. But I said, don't use that as an excuse. Make sure you you can do this. You can start out small. He's a big guy and tough, and he just shook his head. But he, and he hung in there, though. You know, since I was 25 years a senior, I took liberties to get him moving. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But early in the career, I had a guy come to the house with some backward, do some backyard stone path work. He told me how he was operating, and I shook my head at him. And asked, he asked me what he should do, and I told him. I said, stop buying new machinery, go to auctions, pay cash. When the economy slows down and your flashy competitors can't make payments, you'll be the low bidder and you'll be have plenty of work through the tough times. That and other advice I gave him in our 10 or 15-minute talk a couple decades ago changed his life. And he became a multimillionaire later based on that talk. But it was his hard work. I don't think he gives himself enough credit but he listened, and he put my Dave Ramsey concepts converted for business to use immediately. I can tell you, but it doesn't mean you're going to listen right away. Right, credit card lady? And uh, <laughs> That's a whole other story I told you, uh, I remember you a year ago. So basically this guy who, who just based on a 10 or 15-minute talk changed everything, sold all the new machines, bought stuff at auction, operated on a cash basis, got half down on all the jobs, Basically, bought houses out of uh, from the banks, you know, out of their reorg departments. 
basically has built a little empire for himself based on those Dave Ramsey concepts. And I didn't even know who Dave Ramsey was when I was telling him this. I had just seen a lot of contractors blow themselves up by buying new equipment and, and locking themselves into a lot of high payments. Whether you're a contractor or just an individual on a W-2 income, it doesn't matter. The same concepts are there, which is locking yourselves up for payments. So it's uh, it's kind of kind of interesting. Um, the markets had a hissy this week. President Trump raising tariffs, letting the Chinese know he's not fooling around. The markets got hit, and my buy-sell ratio, which you know, got knocked down to 0.56 below one, which tells me that some of the soldiers have left the field and we're bear market territory right now. But um, I think that I'm looking for things to buy because despite that, the U.S. economy is now the best in the world and people are working and spending despite the headlines. But as we approach 2020, it's going to be a wild election year. So I'm putting in place a hedge or a bet that will help protect the portfolios. Won't protect them totally, but the more I buy, the more I think the portfolios will be hedged or protected. This hedge has U.S. Treasuries yielding 2 to 3% and rises and falls with interest rates, except, and this is why it's a hedge, except when the stock market gets fearful and goes down. Then it tends to go up when the market weakens because it's considered a safe haven. So they run to the Treasuries. My hedge has Treasuries in it and it tends to rise if the market gets hit because it's considered a safe haven. So as 2020 approaches, this hedge will rise if we anticipate some rough times. Now, now this is my opinion, okay, take it for what it's worth, but it's my opinion that they hate Trump so much, I wouldn't put it past them to try and trash the U.S. economy and the stock market in an attempt to rid themselves of him. I think Trump is purposely keeping the market down until next year by fighting with the Chinese and lesser state the Europeans they ran. If he gets agreements, watch out, the markets will soar. The Chinese will probably want to get rid of them too, but the money printing that they're doing probably won't work, and they're running out of time. They need to change what they're doing also. Boy, oh boy, we live in crazy times. So all I'm telling you is I don't have a clue other than the hair on the back of my neck is going up I think they hate him so much. You got to take a look at some, do do a little bit of hedging, and I'm going to do it in some of the portfolios. So I'd urge you, maybe if you want to chat and have me do it in yours and bring assets in, please let me know. I can't do it unless I have your account. So that's that's basically what I'm telling you. All right. So I talked to a realtor this week. She told me she can't find listings and is desperate for new listings. <laughs> never, never thought to hear that. One realty told me, another realtor, a nice fellow, told me that there was a house in New London was on the market for just under 300000 that got multiple bids. A house in New London that got multiple bids. So what does that tell you? That tells me that both houses, houses under 500000 there's a short supply right now, which means prices are going to pick up. And it kind of makes sense because we've been a long downturn in New England, thanks to Connecticut. Keeps raising, you know, they want tolls, they want this, they want that. And union leaders won't let up, so they keep just, boy, they need more, they need more. Never have enough. Never, ever have enough. So we've been in a long downturn because of it. But, but millennials are starting to form 
households. They're having babies. Engineers are coming into the area to work at EB. And I think something else is going on under the surface where I think people are leaving Long Island, Westchester, New York, New Jersey, who have even worse taxes than we do. And they can come to eastern Connecticut, buy a house for cash under 500000 have a third of the taxes they were paying, and still live in a beautiful area and be in a drive's from the grandchildren and whatnot. I think there's some of that in regional changes going on. And since they can't deduct their mortgage and real estate taxes like they used to be able to because of the Trump tax plan, I think there's some movement going on and that's helping too. So all these influences, I think, are coming together to keep, uh, I think, houses under 500,000, especially down here, Mystic Stonington area. I, don't, I can't speak for every town, but even New London got multiple bids i think it was a larger house just under 300 and it got multiple bids which i haven't heard of that new london in many many moons well it was good to hear though i talked to one of the leading lending people at charter oak this week and she heard about my recommendation for a 15 year versus 30 year mortgage when you're first buying a home she said that they have an 8 and 12 year mortgage and she said the 12 year mortgage Versus my recommendation of a 15-year, the payment wasn't much higher. So, so she imagine if new home buyers bought a 12-year mortgage and had their house free and clear in 12 years. And I just went, I got to tell everybody about this because I think it's great. Uh, you know me. Build your net worth, build your equity by paying down your debt. It's a fantastic thing. So go see Charter Oak. I have no ties to them whatsoever. If you want to talk to this lady, let me know, and I'll put you in contact with her. She's uh, she's as bright as they come, and she got it right away, what I'm trying to do, which is build, pay down debt fast, build your net worth. And so if they just automate that and you automate your savings, you get your match in your 401K, you are, and you stop buying new cars and tying yourself up long payments and save money to buy a used car, anything to build up your net worth, you are doing a fantastic job, and if you're and if you're a business owner, keep the finances separate. Don't borrow money on the business; tie it to your personal. If the business can't stand a loan on cash flow, do not lend it money. That's one mistake I've seen many, 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 many times. So please do not. And just some final words, and um, we'll be getting off in a few minutes here. If you're going through tough times, please close your eyes and say a prayer. I'm not a super religious person, but I firmly believe in the power of prayer. And the world would be a lot better place if people prayed more. Now, I've been praying for my son's recovery. And thank you, he's doing very well after three weeks after being hit by an Uber driver from Tibet in Queens. So the Uber stock going public this week, I was like, you know, think of the irony, right? People are asking me whether they should buy Uber. And my kid was just hit by one of their, one of their drivers. Oh, the irony. You can't, you can't make it up. That's life, though. But thank you for all your well wishes on Facebook and, and to our family. We really do live in a wonderful community. He's doing much, much better. He's starting to walk. Uh, he, he doesn't have a walker anymore. He's using a cane a little bit. And he actually walked a few steps yesterday without anything. And he's 25. He's in great shape. And he is mending. But once in a while, you have to be very, very careful with those uh, mid mid pelvic injuries. They have to just takes time. Just takes time. And uh, he's got the best mother in the world. And she fortunately has been home helping. 
um, him, and uh, I think he knows it. It's a very special Mother's Day this year for us, the O'Briens. So uh, I hope, I wish happy Mother's Day to uh, to your moms and my mom and all the moms out there and all the grandmothers out there, too. You know, one mother once told me that childbirth is not about making babies, but making mothers. And, you know, I was like, I had to think about that a couple of times. Childbirth is not about making babies, but making mothers. And um, when you think about it long enough, it really, really is true. It's, uh, it's an amazing saying. And if your mom is still around, now in heaven, or still around or now in heaven, wish her the very best and, and give her a hug from me because mothers are very special. And, uh, and I think it's a wonderful holiday to have every, every year. And a lot of the world has copied us. I think in Europe, uh, I think they have it the week before in some countries. But uh, Mother's Day is a uniquely American holiday that I think has caught on around the world, as it should. It's one of the good things, great things about our country, but whatnot. So anyway, I'm going to be signing off in a couple. I'm getting the word in a minute here. So if you'd like to contact me during the week, the best way to do it is go to dobryan at ifgrr.com. Or you can call my office at 860-415-9614. Or go to my website, O'BrienRetired.com, and I'll send you the Retirement Ten Commandments. And leave your phone number, too, because I'll just call you once so you have mine, and then we can go from there. I don't bug anybody, and I try to talk to everybody that contacts me within 24 hours. But thanks a lot. Have a great week. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms and grandmas out there. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.